Welcome to New Shooter Canada. Please remember that the show's content and word pronunciation is simply the opinion of the hosts and their guests. Well, I like guns, I love being free. Because I'm armed, you can't take that from me and you should know it. Hello everyone and welcome to New Shooter Canada, episode 231. My name is Amanda, and I am your lead hostess this evening, and tonight I also have uh, Josh and Thomas with me. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening, Amanda. How's it going? Long time time no see. Ha ha. Aren't you hilarious? You hush. Silly dog. Wants to... This is Chloe, who's uh, in the background here, thinks that she wants to participate this evening, too. Anyways, let's jump right into what we did in guns. Uh, so, Thomas, why don't you get started? Um, I didn't go shooting, but I actually sold a gun. What? Yeah. You can yeah, do that? Yeah, I know, that I know, I well, know. How do you sell a gun? I needed knife money. <laughs> so, my friend Mike calls me up, and he's looking for uh, 410 ammo. And uh, I looked all over. Nobody has any in stock. Uh, we we had some at, at work, and it sold out pretty quick, and we got a small order, and somebody bought it all, and nobody has any. And then I was looking at the prices of guns, and nobody has any 410 shotguns either right now. Everything's just sold right out. So uh, I, I did have some slugs. I said, well, I got some slugs I could sell you. Then I started thinking about it and figured, so, you know, I could really use some money to get that nice bench made. So I offered him a smoking deal on my uh, Mossberg 500 in 410. And I gave him that, and what did I, give him for? I gave him like five boxes of slugs. I sold them for four and a quarter, which is a, a pretty good price. Cause he, uh, and I still made a profit because I bought the gun off John Williams maybe 10 years ago, and I think I paid 325 350 for it. And oh, uh, nice. they're, they're selling now for, for 550 but it was, it, was, it was mint. I only used it like three times. I dialed it in, and I shot trap with it, and it was horrible i think i got like 7 out of 25 <laughs> a couple times and then the top shooter at the range took my shotgun and he got 24 out of 25 so it's definitely you know the user not the gun in this case um but you know it's i, I liked it it was the field version it was a nice looking gun john gave me a smoking deal on it but you ever have um you ever buy the cheaper version of something hoping that'll work but then you're disappointed in the end yeah uh, yeah, um, that's what I was with the Mossberg. Because, um, you know, they're a good gun, but they are a value brand. Their, their whole existence, well, until the, the Turkish invasion, has been undercutting Remington. They've been Remington's direct competition for years. That doesn't exist anymore. But they're always a little bit cheaper, especially the 410s. Because what Mossberg did with it, um, if you get the Remington 410, for example, everything scaled down. The receiver scaled down. The mag tube, everything fits. Same if you get a nice over and under, uh, say in a sub gauge and a 20. It's the 20 gauge is not the same size as the 12. It's a little bit smaller. And same with the 410, it's a little bit smaller. Not with the Mossberg. With the Mossberg, they use the same 500 size receiver. They use a little step down ring and then a, a small barrel. So it looks really out of proportion because it looks okay, but it looks like somebody stuck a small barrel on a big gun. Therefore, the balance was <laughs> way off. Like- you're Aside saying, from looks, though, wouldn't it handle nicer, being that, like a full-size? That was the problem. It didn't. It was so heavy. Oh. <laughs> because the barrel, it's even though it was aluminum receiver, but the barrel itself, even though it's a 24-inch barrel, it's a much thicker-walled barrel. So I found balance-wise, they're, 
it just it just wasn't there. The whole thing was streamlined and a nicer balance, but it just it just fell straight down muzzle heavy all the time. It shot well, had a nice beautiful trigger on it. Um, it would group slugs really good at 20 yards. But so I just I just wasn't happy with it because I, I I we had the Remington actually in last year and it was like eleven or twelve hundred dollars, but it was gorgeous. It was the um oh the higher end. The, of the Remington pumps, not the Express, but the, um, I just blanked on it, but it was really nice. It was all high polished and just beautiful gun. That's what I would like, but I can't rationalize spending that kind of money in a gun like that when I'm never going to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you have any use for it, then fine. Yeah. But at this point, it, it, I, you seem to be more indoor range shooting anyway, from what I understand. And so that'd be more, more pistol and locale. Um, caliber rifles and there wasn't a lot of versatility because it's a full choke so you're limited to either slugs or limited distance even even if you had chokes on a 410 you've got a really small small shot load going out there so and i, I bought the the 20 gauge last year and that's much more versatile with the chokes it's it balanced nicely it's actually a little bit lighter in the hand so like i'll just use a 20 gauge with uh lighter loads it'll probably be a lot more effective yeah. and, and I, I explained to mike too because a lot of people the 410 is a great gun to introduce somebody into shooting. Hey, here's a gun. Here's a shotgun. Try it. It's nice. It's not the gun you want to give a new shooter to start hunting with because it's, it's in reality, it's, it's not a beginner's gun. It's an expert's gun. If you're going to be successful with a 410, you're going to have to practice and practice because you've got such oh. a very small shot column and you have to be a pretty good shot to hit what you're hitting all the time with a 410. That's, so for, your, that's your trap experience. That's well, why the other guy shot did better. Well, exactly. And I had the same experience yeah. in trap. And same with the new hunter. If they don't have the experience, you're, you're, they're likely to be more successful if they have a, a 12 gauge or a 20 gauge. Like a younger person, don't put them in a 12, put them in a 20 and put them on, on lighter field loads. They, they're going to have a much better chance of hitting their target and mm-hmm. having a more tar- you know, a bigger payload go to their target. Because with a 410, you're running at full choke all the time, and that little shot stream just goes zip right past it all the time. So, and the sad thing was, but all this, I offered him the price delivered because what I wanted to do, I didn't want to tell Terry I was selling the shotgun. I wanted to drop it off to his house, but no, he, <laughs> he had to drop by the house. And of course, Terry was home. And he, I sold the gun in front of Terry, and then all of a sudden she yells out, "Deck money!" and her hand went out, and then my hand <laughs> in my back pocket and into her hand. So. She might let me order uh, a deep carry pocket clip for my bench made, but apparently uh, it's going towards the deck now. So, so that was my uh, gun experience this weekend. What about you, Josh? Oh, we'll, let, we'll let Amanda go first. Oh yes, of course. So. Oh, oh yes, yes, we have to. Oh yes, you see, yeah, you see it there now. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's let's start with um, Josh was acting really suspicious last week. And, uh, you know, I'm really nosy and I, I could tell he was up to something and I really don't like it because Josh and I pretty much share everything. So when he wasn't talking and he was like hiding his messages, I'm saying, what's going on? <laughs> uh, what's her so name? It turns, <laughs> so it turns out uh, he was discussing uh, to try and order a, a Kydex holster for the Sig P226 for me, which I was super excited about. Um, and he was trying to get me a birthday present just because my birthday is next month and I'm looking forward to it. So we, uh, decided though, that maybe 
I should have a say in what kind of uh, design in the Kydex, and that kind of gave it away. So uh, I ended up uh, choosing the retro tattoo per- pattern with the Tiffany blue interior, and we or- ordered that from uh, Red Hill Tactical. So I think it's going to look really cool, and uh, now we just got to sit here and wait until my birthday. So, so it's got skulls it and flames time. and knives and crowns. Yes, and... yes. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's you like... always want, right? And no pink. Yeah. Good. There's, there's also lips and crosses and eyeballs and crowns and roses. And it, it's definitely my vibe. So I, I'm i thoroughly enjoying it. So I like it. Diamond... That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And it's definitely a, a the nice... Blue, the blue interior is going to look cool because it'll pick up on... Oh yeah, blue in the pattern. Yeah, yeah. Rob yeah. makes some nice stuff. I, I, I was kind of on the fence about where to go though, because I mean, like I have that Red Hill Tactical uh, holster that came with the Grand Power that you sold me, Thomas, and I think it's awesome. And and Mike is obviously a Red Hill Tactical fan, but I was thinking I'd like to get something Canadian, right? So I was looking at the Great Fox uh, Strategic, and they look pretty cool. They look nice. But there wasn't as many options uh, for colors and patterns, and I thought, you know, Amanda would probably really enjoy picking out something cool and unique, right? So, yeah. Um, we did you have, know, we did have another one. Product, we did so. we did have Highland Tactical for a while, and they were sponsors of the charity shoot, but I think he shut down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, you know, I thought it was a great choice, and yes, I there was a lot to choose from. I probably picked about five or six, and I know the one Josh had in mind, like, I liked it, but I thought to myself, you know, I, I would probably enjoy it more if it was, if we're going to spend the money, we might as well get, go all out and do something uh, really fun. So I... And the funny thing was, is that, you know, taking into account exchange rate and everything, it was still even a little bit cheaper than uh, Gray Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So looking and, forward to inspecting that and checking out the quality, but I'm did, sure uh, it'll turn out right. Did Gray Fox also offer the two colors? Uh, they, I think they had two layers. I'm pretty sure. They just didn't have as many options. Yeah. Well, you chose well. Red, uh, Red Hill Tactical makes some great stuff. Yeah, totally. So he got the decision in that. He just said, pick a pick a pattern and go. So, well, and then I, I guess I chose the the color of the screws and um, just that any kind of extra fixtures on there. I got the adjustment knobs, right? We got it. the thumb screw, the thumb screw adjustment knobs. Yeah. That was a little bit of an add-on, but it's only six bucks. We could do that. <laughs> now, yeah. with, with those thumb screws, you won't be able to use that in IDPA. Oh, no, that's illegal. You have to have the regular screws. Okay. But you can order the screws. Uh, not a problem. Yeah, if you want to start. Okay, yeah, good again, to know. Mike will tell you, like, there's, there's certain things you can't have on your holster. And I think the, I like you. I like I prefer the adjustable screws myself. But yeah, IDPA, I, I think thought that was kind of a cool, screws. like a cool yeah. option. And for six bucks, I thought, well, well, yeah, why not do that? But well, I think it'll be a long time. It'll be a while before we get to an IDPA competition. Oh, so. But if she wants to, she can just adapt, just change it. That's all. Just let you yeah. know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, before we show up. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So, uh, what else? Uh, so, just uh, excited to have it, and you know. Um, but with that, it kind of put me into I need to get my RPAL and get the PPC course done, so that I can participate in these uh, events with using the holster. So, in the meantime, I'll just wait for it to come, and then I can, you know, look at it. 
for a while and maybe wear it around the house and maybe supervise dry fire. Maybe. We'll see. So, anyway, speaking of the SIG, I finally got to try it at the range today. Mm. And, yeah. And. Uh, I love it loved it so i posted proof on instagram so i am so happy like it's definitely heavy the long trigger pull i didn't bother me at all and um i personally love the posts on the gun for the uh um sorry target target posts there and uh, i was very happy with that and overall uh, my shots were really accurate and i could maneuver and transition easily Overall, so uh, we also had no loading or stovepipe or extraction issues. So, well, I, I noticed just just watching you, you seemed so much more at ease with this gun, even though it's the first time you've used it. You struggle, you seem to struggle so much with the grand power just because of the the lefty issues. Even though it's an AMB gun, but maybe the the grip, I don't know what it is, but you seem to be able to control it much better. Yeah, I saw the, the video slide, slide release. You're just knock them off. Yeah. yeah, I had a, a lot more fun. I mean, and I, I just felt like it was definitely meant for me. So Well, you can I tell mean, from the well, one video because the, on the still, like when you look at the picture, all it is is Amanda with this big ear-to-ear grin on her face. <laughs> totally happy with yeah. it, and I'm glad. Yes, it was it was worth the money, and it was it was definitely – everything that I wanted it to be for that money. So very, well, and, I, very and I wonder, I wonder too, because you do have a little bit shorter thumbs. The slide lock is at the back, like closer to the back of the gun, whereas the grab power is in the center. So maybe that helped a little bit with manipulation as well. Yeah. Um, if anything, the slide lock is my, my weak weakness there uh, because it's, but I think if anything, yes, you're right. It does help that it's further back because my, I think, I, think there's a li- I think there's a lighter spring in it, too. Not as much uh, tension there. No, I agree. But after cleaning it today, I was definitely having some struggles trying to put it into this uh, um, the slide lock position. But well, I mean, your, hands were, your hands were all oily. <laughs> yeah, totally. But even so, I just don't want to end up in a situation where I'm getting PO'd like that and fumbling. But everything else about it, I I loved. I can I can manage it quite well. So I'm. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. So good. No no issues. So and I also had a lot of fun with the Toker Rev. I mean, I got to be honest though. Like in the video, I was just like, oh, I'm nervous because the one picture that kept coming up in my mind was the first time I tried a toker rev and the feeling of the, uh, of the energy from the bullet shockwave. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, coming out to my head and I was thinking to myself, Oh boy, this is like, I don't know. Can I handle this the way I, I, I didn't know what to expect. And actually, uh, I found it very similar to the nine millimeter and I don't know why, it was so much different. Now it could have been that we were outside and it could have been. Yeah. You're more used to shooting now. Yeah. That too. So, I mean, uh, I definitely enjoyed shooting it though. So, I mean, how many, was it a half an hour and we blew through how many rounds? So oh, just a hundred each, <laughs> just a hundred each. Yeah. So, and I mean, uh, of course I was at a quick, quick shoot cause I had something else to go to. So, 
Um, but uh, it was a, definitely a lot more fun, and I definitely hit more paper this time, so I was pretty excited about that. Excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean... It was giving us a little bit of an issue, though. It wasn't... Uh, we had a, a couple of failure defeats, and a couple of times we didn't lock back, but it was so darn cold, and we and we actually we didn't clean it before we went out. We didn't clean our oil it. We just took it as it was. So who knows? I mean, yeah, that, that on a day like today it. where it's been this cold, it, it definitely yeah. will make a difference. Because you, so like you don't know you don't know what lubrication he's put in it, right? It, it could it could gel yeah. right up and just seize yeah. everything. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it did that, which was fine, but it definitely was sticking. I am a little concerned about the one mag whether it's um, just come loose, like worn yeah, down a little have, bit. But could have been a mag issue too that it wasn't feeding. Who knows? Well, yeah, because the one that was shooting through uh, perfectly, and the other one was the one that was, it didn't seem like it was, it, it felt loose at the bottom. So How many, how many mags did it come with? Three. Two. Or three. three. Okay. okay. You so just what, used two then. So what you do, just write a number down at the bottom of the mag, like put one, number them one, two, and three, and whatever one that happens yeah. with yeah. all the time, pull that one out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I usually number all my mags. If I have a problem, it gets yanked. There you go. Yeah. Smart. Um, but you know, uh, other than that, I was just kind of reviewing all the, the videos and the pictures and I noticed that I was not in a true correct handgun position. I was leaning back, which, you know, Josh said he didn't notice it at first until I pointed it out. So obviously it's, it's, it's slight, but I know this tends to be like a lady issue because of the chest, right? So <laughs> it, it I, is what it I, I is. Did, I did notice it. it in the video. I was thinking she should be yeah, leaning so, forward, <laughs> but then I don't know yeah, what terrain so she, you're standing on. You're in the snow, so you could have been uneven ground. So, well, and that's yeah. you know what uh, someone had walked through it before, but you're right, it was pretty uneven, fairly fresh snow. Um, I'm head to toe in gear, uh, snow pants, uh, my bogs, and a big, big winter coat. But I mean, at the same time, I have noticed it in the past that I tend to lean back just a tad more, and I've been told that this is a, a common female issue. But I will say I am hitting paper and pretty accurately, but I, I know that I uh, need some improvement in there. And I think it's just because I'm so used to curling my shoulders, especially when I'm sitting down, that that's – I'm trying to train my body not to do that. And But you do need to kind of hunch over just a bit more to get that rounded shoulder um, and my – Elbows need to bend just a tad bit more. So other than that, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say hunch. I don't like that word hunch. You just want to kind of bend at your waist just a little bit, put your weight forward a little bit. I think that's yeah, it. It, a little a little more difficult these days, I think. But we'll we'll get through it. So leaning into and then, it. leaning into it will definitely make a difference on the recoil. Better, and how, better than and how you react to the recoil. Yeah, because if you're totally, leaning back, so. you're already partially going back and the forces are going to push you back even further but if you bet forward into it you're actually resorbing some of them so yes totally so you know i'm not going to beat myself up too much about it but it is something that i noticed after it that i thought hey this is a nice new shooter topic i you know i'm starting to pick out the things that i know that i'm doing wrong so whereas before i would have been like i i think i look fine right but it's something that I'm noticing. So, and Josh, like I said, even said that at the time. He was like, I didn't notice it in the moment. Yeah, I, I didn't notice. I looked at the pictures. Yeah. So, anyways, then I left Josh at the range, and he decided to shoot some more surplus. And then um, 
I went to the spa to get a pedicure, so that was all fun and dandy. So, Josh, <laughs> have, you ever been, you have you ever been to the range and then to get a pedicure, Thomas? Um, not that I can remember. No. <laughs> um, all right, Josh, why don't you take over and uh, you know give us more of your thoughts about the two guns and what else did you shoot? Yeah, well, we had a minus 18 range day, so <laughs> I think we deserve credit for that. But uh, tried out the new toys, really happy with the Tokarev. Uh, like I said, we had just had that minor issue with a little bit of failure to feed. One dud, but, you know, surplus ammo, so not going to worry about that. Um, but, you know, I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with it. <laughs> I think uh, at, 10 yard, at 10 yards, I got a few kind of in the black, but when I moved back to 20, I think I maybe got four shots out of 20 on the paper, and it was just, just embarrassing. Um, but uh, I, I'm just going to say that it's the, the gun, not me, because when I when I pulled out the SIG, I was, I was grouping really well, so, so it's definitely the, definitely a combination of the gun and the surplus ammo. That's what we're going to say anyways. I've never seen a Tokarov that could shoot, ever. <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. one that could shoot. Yeah. I was doing really well, though. Well, I, got, I, I think Amanda did better than I did, but... Yeah. I would say 7 out of 10, I got on the paper, so I, was doing, I wasn't doing too bad. No, Amanda, it's the gun and the ammo. Okay, you keep, maybe I just can handle the wildness of the, the gun and the ammo. It must That's be right. my nature. Yeah. <laughs> so... Then I then I uh, spent some more time with the SIG when I could have some alone time without Amanda trying to grab it away from me. But uh, I, re I really liked shooting it, but I didn't love the trigger. I don't know. It's I don't think it's the upgraded trigger. I was going to mention, because she mentioned she yeah. didn't like the long trigger pull, but I thought it was single action. Uh, it's single or double. Oh, it is double action. Okay, because I thought it was just a single action yep. pistol. Okay, okay. That yep, was a single yep, action pull. Shot. The single action pull is okay, but um, you know when you, it had quite a long reset, and then I noticed a lot of take up before you hit the wall again. There, it's just it just felt kind of strange. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I might look at the the short reset trigger uh, upgrade, see what that's worth, and maybe think about that. But Amanda liked it, so I mean, let her get used to it and see if she decides she wants to upgrade it or not. We'll leave it alone for now, but. Um, yeah, and and otherwise, I think it it uh, felt really good. I, the front post I thought was a little chunky. I think it's chunkier than the Grand Power because at, at 20 yards I couldn't see I couldn't see the black circle at all anymore. <laughs> but uh, if I was shooting IDPA or PPC or something like that, I'd have a big target to hit. Right? This was just little bullseye targets. Where you're not getting so, the little white bars on each side, like the light bars. Was it covering the? Oh, I was, but I I couldn't I couldn't see the black circle anymore because the the front post was completely covering it. So it's just a little bit chunkier. So. But it was tiny, tiny targets. Yeah, I'm just not used to it, right? Yeah. So it's just something yeah. to get used to, I guess. And yeah. uh, so then when I was done with that, I popped a few rounds with the SKS and the Mosin, and uh, it was a good good relaxing morning. So that's about all I all I have to say about that. Well, you know what? We ended up uh, trying um, this evening. I forgot to put this in the show notes. Uh, so as we were cleaning, we decided to pull out that iTarget uh, dry fire. Um, uh, it's a, like a laser pointer bullet. Yeah. And then you set up your I, phone. iTarget. iTarget, yeah. iTarget uh, dry firing app and everything. And actually, it's really cool. I don't know how accurate it is or not, but it seemed like it was – 
pretty customizable and that you can adjust the sensitivity. And um, uh, I could definitely see when I was in. Now, of course, there's no recoil, but it was really cool to see how my shots landed uh, in that. And I tried to do like one handed and uh, do uh, support hand and, and of course, uh, on my knees and everything else. So it was fun to play around with. Well, it definitely makes, I think it did, it'll definitely make dry fire more fun. Yeah, I think great, it will. Great definitely. training tool. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was really cool. And yeah. originally we're like, oh, great. This, we can get something like this for the kids to maybe try with a rifle, but, uh, they don't have a 22, uh, version of the, the laser, unfortunately. Now, now, did the eye target come with the with the SIG as well? Uh, yeah, well, you got it as a package. package. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like a little target. You put your phone in the in a little holder, and it points the camera at the target. And then there's a little laser, little laser uh, beam that goes in the chamber of your gun. And when the hammer strikes it, it does a little flash of the laser, and the camera picks it up and, and it records where it hits. Either. They're not cheap. No. No. You got a good deal. Uh, yeah, I know. We we really scored with that whole deal. The guy was great. Definitely uh, would deal with him again. Um, the his uh, equipment was well taken care of. He definitely uh, stood by his word on everything that was there. Um, it was it was nice to see that there was somewhere on it, but not beaten up, right? On any of just the, a little bit of holster wear. That's all it was. Yeah, exactly. So I'm very, very pleased. All right. On to our main topic, gentlemen, to sling or not to sling. So I had decided to look into this because I was so confused. I hate to admit it, but I knew we needed a sling. And then once we got to Maple Seed, I knew why we needed the sling from there. But I noticed that majority of the people who come in to the range using their rifles uh i would say most of them do not have a sling or or in this case a carry strap so i just kind of wanted to talk about the differences like what a sling is what we can use it for and uh kind of get your input on um best situations to use uh a sling or a carry strap so so from what I read over here, uh, definition of a sling in the context of firearms is a sling is a type of strap or harness designed to allow a shooter to conveniently carry a firearm on their body and or to aid in the greater hit probability by allowing the firearm to be better braced and stabilized during aiming. Now, I got this quote or this uh, definition on Wikipedia. Would you guys all agree that that would be the correct definition? Okay, so I heard a hmm, so, and the thing, and there was a whole idea that there was a carry strap versus support slings and the differences between them. So to start, I know Josh has a um, a sling. Um, Josh, do you know what sling you have? Uh, I have a few. I have a, a, a hasty sling, sling on my SXP shotgun. Um, I have a USGI sling on my 22 rifle that I've got set up for maple seed. Um, and then I've just got some random crappy, uh, vintage type slings for all my cooies. <laughs> so yeah. some are adjustable, some are not. Um, 
Yeah, that's about it. Okay, what about you, Thomas? Until I actually did my first maple seed, I didn't really know the difference between a sling and a, and a carrying strap. I really didn't. Because okay. the only time I ever used a, a sling with support, I was probably 14 years old, air cadet, and we only shot prone. So I never learned how to use it sitting or standing. Um, I always just use one just for carrying the heavy rifle. So, But I have, so I have a, I got a couple carrying straps. And then I actually have a maple seed sling that was uh, custom embroidered by Miss Stacy for me. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> we we have Benny's right now. Do you? <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. So. Amanda, Amanda well, I, I got. She gave me two. Seat, I ordered her so. uh, a new shooter one, and then I ordered a, a second one that she messed up the front the fonts on. So she didn't charge me for that one. So when Benny joined the show, I gifted him my new shooter maple seed strap. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's at our house. It's at our house right now. He used my <laughs> he 1022, and and he, and he got his patch. So excellent. Oh, awesome. So, well, the thing is, um, looking at carry strap versus support slings, I personally didn't realize that there was actually two different categories here. And, you know, this is the whole thing about the gun community, the whole hobby in itself that I probably struggled with the most is the meticulousness of gun hobby details. Like, for example, um, I'm looking at uh, like the chamber in itself. So I'm like, is it a chamber lock? And I can't even remember what else I call it. Um, I, and I, to me, it's the same thing. But to if I say it to somebody else, they're like, no, 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 that's two different things. And I, sometimes I get frustrated with these details. But obviously, <laughs> just because we're dealing with a group that it, it really does thrive off of details and the more you become knowledgeable, the more you realize why things are the way they are. So you have to forgive me. I do get frustrated with all the meticulousness, but I do see the reasons why behind it. So, and rant there. Uh, I just thought they were considered the same thing, but uh, in this case there are different, I, I just thought it was like different features of a sling or maybe add-ons, but in this case, they actually are considered two different things. So according to this article from the Fishing Game magazine, it tells me otherwise. So I popped in the link there if you guys want to take a look. So a call, um, going on about uh, carry straps, a carry strap allows you to comfortably carry a rifle on either shoulder uh, uh, for long periods of time. On either shoulder for long periods of time. There we go. Got it out. Tongue twister, apparently. So uh, so a good carry strap will be wide at the point where it goes over your shoulder. And the best ones that have a bit of padding and a rough surface to keep them from sliding, which I could see would be a, a valid point there. So if you cannot walk without holding on to your rifle strap, then you've got the wrong strap. I, I would think that that would be maybe a preference piece, but I would maybe in this case would be very true. So I would think that carry straps would be used best while you're trotting around the forest or going back and forth places where you have to carry your rifle and you just don't want it to slip off. Look convenient so. if you've got a very heavy rifle. Like, if you, you know, if you've got yes. a, a really light, lightweight rifle and you're, you're hiking in the mountains, that's fine. But if you've got something really heavy that you're carrying that you should really be using on a bench, that the strap makes it a lot easier. Because that way you're not carrying it. You're, you're physically, your body's carrying it. Your arms aren't carrying it. Yeah. I agree. 
All right. So shooting slings are different because they have a loop that can be adjusted, enabling you to slip your support arm through it as you uh, acquire a field shooting position. Uh, when you're looped up correctly, a true shooting sling is very tight. This stabilizes the rifle. And this is what we learned during the whole maple seed is that there, I was uh, maybe um, the, the fasteners or like the, the grips were it's supposed to go through my arm. I found it they were coming loose on the one from Benny. Now it could just be wear and tear or maybe I wasn't doing it incorrectly. But I did notice I was getting frustrated when it was coming loose from my arm. So uh, really important that it is nice and tight. I will agree with that. So uh, I noticed that not all maples are not all slings were considered maple seed friendly. So I wanted to kind of ask you guys why that is. Well, before I actually did a maple seed, I've never seen anybody like at the club or anywhere else uh, shoot with it looped around their bicep like that. I've never seen anybody else shoot it that way. I've seen them kind of wrap their arm around it for stability, but uh, never actually detach the, the base of it and wrap it around your arm. I've never seen that before. So that was that was interesting to learn. And not all slings are friendly for that, right? So I think that's the difference. But go ahead, Thomas. You probably have a better answer. No, it's, I noticed the same thing. When, when I, whenever I use a sling, it was prone. And I, whenever the slings I have are all meant for for carrying the rifle, not for support. So I was uh, yeah. amazed at what I learned at Maple Seed and how much how effective the sling was on your accuracy. Hmm. Like, no, you know, I, I, can, I agree with that. Like, I'm amazed at how well I can do standing. I always suck sitting down, but standing with the sling, I'm amazed at the groupings I can get with, with the sling. It's just unbelievable. So the best training I ever had and the cheapest. So now that's called a USGI sling. Yeah. Why is it called that? Because uh, that was a standard sling issued on the World War II rifles. Was that standard Is there any sling? other name for it? Like if you're if you're shopping for a sling, is there anything else that it might be called? No, I think it would be just the USGI sling or it could be the Grand Sling. Because that was common on the ground. Because I, I, had, I had a hard time finding one when I was looking, and I wound up just having to buy one off their website because I just couldn't find the right thing. Yeah, Marstar used to have them. They're they're relatively cheap. They usually keep them in stock. They just call it a GI sling. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of that, uh, the Maple Sea is actually based on the actual um, U.S. Marksmanship course. That's what the whole right. thing's based right. on. So the sling the targets, everything else, and the scoring for riflemen. It's all based on that. So that's where that type of sling I think mm. became popular was when that was taught in World War II. Could go back to World War One. I, I don't know. Yeah. I could, I could uh, see that. So what's your preference overall then, uh, Thomas? Do you use – I know you said you have a couple carry slings, and Intel Maple Seed you, were using, you weren't using the actual – slings you were using like carry straps so what's your preference overall i my preference is the maple seed sling because i don't have any big heavy rifles and i also have uh, a couple of slide on shoulder straps that i could actually just put through the sling if i want to do a shoulder strap a lot of times oh, you, you buy cases and they come with straps you can just take one of those straps yeah. off and thread it through if you want to use that but i just i like the versatility of the maple and you can take it off it's a quick release i want to put it in the bench i can just take it off get get rid of it and Mm-hmm. And it was a gift, so I kind of like the sling. Yeah. Well, no. Well, I... 
yeah, I would probably say the same thing only because it's on the rifle I use most. <laughs> so I'm maybe the most comfortable with it now. And, and I enjoy the fact that we learned so much about how to use it at the Maple Seed. So um, all the other ones, yeah, I just basically use them to carry my rifle. Like I, I've got kind of crappy ones on my coolies and I just use them when we walk from target to target kind of thing, right? So I don't really hunt and when I do I just have Jeff drive me on his four wheeler so I don't have to worry about actually carrying the gun. <laughs> so um I haven't got there yet. But that is but that is a, a big heavy shotgun. So I would think if I were to walk any any distance I should probably think about getting something good for that. Something with a little bit of cushioning on it rather than just like the the GI sling isn't very very cushy. So it wouldn't be good for a long walk probably. Well, it depends what you got on, too. If you're in the wintertime, you've got a big coat on. It's not really going to make a big true, difference. True, true. But, yeah, if yeah. it's, you know, warm out and you're, you're walking through a field and it's heavy, it's nice to have the weight distributed a little bit wider. Yeah. But so that's, why I, like having, that's why I like having the quick-release swivels on it because I can take that sling off and put sure. it on any gun. Where a lot of the older style yeah. gun, it's meant once you put the sling on, it's supposed to stay on. Yeah. Well, I know Actually, when I was... uh, I'll, I'll mention I just popped a couple of links into the show notes. Uh, one was uh, Rick from Mapleseed on how to actually use the GI sling for Mapleseed. And uh, another one with uh, Hunting Gear Guy on how to do a DIY GI style sling. So, Oh, excellent. Take a look at that. Yeah. 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 They're, they're both awesome. very good. Yeah. I know when I was originally shopping for uh, sling slash strap, I was definitely leaning towards something that would be comfortable because I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm carrying it around. I want like something that isn't going to slip off of me. But now that I've done the maple seat course, I would probably reconsider and just look for a plain strap for that reason. And yes, get the swivels. Um attached on there i think it would be great so benny actually mentioned that he is uh, selling slings on his website so minus the hardware but anyone who's interested in that i've been taking a look at them i'm considering it because uh i do obviously i have to give back the one that benny lent me so jeez <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, so they're a scout sling so what would a scout sling be you have to ask benny but <laughs> <laughs> that's not a common thing that you've heard of i've never heard the term scout sling uh and and any other brands recommended for either style if if anyone's got one that pops in their head they the we sell uh every manufacturer has straps with their logo on it so you can go in and you can buy beautiful ruger or beautiful browning leathers you know carrying strap that's going to cost you a lot of money or you can just get a gi sling like it's it's funny guys will go out and they'll, they'll spend a lot of money on, on their gear and then they'll buy this huge fancy strap to go with it just to carry it but the strap itself yeah. is, is it's not a useful tool except for carrying okay so we're rounding it out as one is more of of a tool the other one is more of a an accessory. Yeah, that's in, a, it's in, it basically yeah, it's an accessory compared to a tool. Well, I you know what in that case, uh, I find with the accessory portion of it because I'm I'm a smaller girl or not a smaller girl, but I'm obviously smaller framed in the in the arms, so I don't want to have extra weight. I can't bear extra weight. So having 
that was one of the setbacks on why I didn't put a sling on any of my guns in the first place was because I was thinking about the weight. And again, looking at the sling portions of it, I, I just thought, you know what, maybe that's the better option for me. But I'd be very curious to see what would be the better option for our listeners. So um, please let us know what your thoughts are on Facebook, Instagram, or email us in. And uh, tell us, what do you have? What do you use? What would you consider? Do you want to fight me on this whole sling versus carry strap? Let me know. So, <laughs> you know, Don't fight Emmanuel. You'll lose. I'm telling you. <laughs> You know what I you know what I noticed today is that the the Tokarev has the Tokarev and the mags have uh, loops for a lanyard. I should yeah. probably get one of those now. There you go. I don't I don't know why I'd want a lanyard on it, but there's a loop there. I think what that comes down to back when they had mounted soldiers because okay. they're bouncing so around and stuff, the and, and they don't want to drop <laughs> they don't want to drop the mag, so they actually would have the magazines attached to them. Or if in the field, if you only got one mag, you don't want to drop it. True, true. Oh. I've never seen anybody anyway. put, put a lanyard on a mag, yeah. but yeah. Well, I'm going to be the first one, so. Oh, okay. Well, let's see how that works out for you. It hurts, it hurts your hand when you're slapping the mags into the gun and having the little loop there, but. <laughs> I, Wait, I'd I be cutting them off and grinding them away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I left the events blank, but really and truly the events and the uh, listener emails kind of tie um together so uh i haven't heard of any other events um upcoming other than what we set out as new shooter canada's rep challenge um i'm i don't know where that just went off to but we have posted a challenge on our instagram and facebook it's a 12 week challenge uh 25 to 30 pound uh carry with each of the weeks having a different time frame that you have to complete the ruck in and the goal is to try and get as far as you can in that allotted time period carrying that weight. So please join us, uh, post, share with us how you're doing, and let's motivate each other. And in the meantime, uh, a certain podcaster uh, had wrote to us. So just read off a couple of his, he sent two, believe it or not. So let's just uh, go on ahead here. Hello, New Shooter Canada. This is Andrew from the Canadian Patriot Podcast, the number one live podcast in Canada. I recently listened to your episode 231 regarding your New Year's resolutions and felt obligated to write to you. Obligated. Interesting. I am so thrilled to hear that you all got bitten by the finished marching bug and enjoy the result enough to want to participate again. Please extend a courteous thank you to Josh for sharing your 12-week rucking challenge um, on the uh, Canadian Patriot Podcast Discord so that we could see it as we have been evicted from the Book of Faces. I am looking forward to participating, and I know several of my co-conspirators and listeners are as well. Uh, we will be discussing the gauntlet that you so delicately have laid in our path on CPP 333. Uh, I, we have started the Ragnarok Club on Strava to gather our forces and build Esprit de Corps for like-minded wreckers. We hope to see you participating in the um, link before below as Strava is well-suited for tracking many fitness activities, which is very true. 
It sounded like you might be interested in where to find more wrecking events. So Ragnarok will be a great place to check out if we try and coordinate more people to participate in these events. You might also want to look into, uh, Josh, help me out with this. Verestulaka. Remote Military March. It has been the last weekend in April in 2020 and in 2021. The Rizul uh, for DM is the third week in July, which uh, coincides with the Nijmegen. Yeah, I'm not helping you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can read the notes. <laughs> oh, no, I want to laugh, so keep going. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'll take a stab at Nijmegen Verdas marches. Assuming it'll be the virtual again this year. Go wreck events and clubs. The Rucking Nuts, for example, uh, in Kingston, Ontario. Uh, oh, that's to, close to Mike. That's close to Mike. Yeah, Ruck to Remember, which is Hamilton, Ontario a- uh, area. So I'm looking forward to winning the NSC Rucking Challenge as I prepare <laughs> for VRMMM. And I expect uh, will be announced soon. And you should um, and should be right after your 12 week challenge closes. So thank you very much for discussing this topic. And I hope to see some of you, especially those local to me, <coughs> Josh, on the hiking trail. Yours in shooting, Andrew. Now, some of our listeners might be wondering why we're talking about rucking and not shooting. To me, it's a, a, a hobby that coincides with shooting. Because to me, it's about preparedness. It's being able to manage your carries. It's the whole concept of military mindset and hunting. Uh, I don't know. Do you agree with that, Thomas? But do you not agree? Are we? Yeah, in the and wrong? it also keeps you act keeps you active and <laughs> and in shape for when you do go in Fitness. the field. Yes, it's important. And That's fitness right. is important. And, and I'd like to apologize to Andrew for taking so long to respond to his letter. George created the email address. And he has this yes. extremely long and complicated password that I had to save, and I don't have <laughs> it now. And Mike's the only person who can get at the emails. I gotcha. <laughs> so first thing we should so, do is actually change that email address to make it easier so we can all access it. George? I think that, that would be handy. <laughs> yes, agreed, agreed. So within that, he must have uh, contacted us again because I got a hello, new Shooter Canada panel. Uh, first, let me invite you to come and talk about wrecking on CPP tonight on January 24th. Of course, we didn't actually make it, but I think Josh had touch base with uh, uh, Andrew and maybe get him on there for the next episode potentially. So That'd be great. Uh, the fo- yeah, yeah. So the following Google Doc is the show notes. I'll put the Zoom in the link. Benny might have already extended the invitation. Now for feedback that you can share on your next episode, if you like. So I'm really glad that Andrew is uh, definitely putting on this whole um, spirit of the events, right? So uh, friendly competition between well, podcasters. Definitely something, definitely something they're passionate about, which is awesome. So Absolutely. And I do believe that, you know, I might not always have to agree with uh, the CPP's uh, context and, and topics that they're talking about. But I will say they're passionate, they're good people, and, you know, they have a very clear mind of what they want. And I'm definitely enjoying this sportsmanship because it's definitely got Josh all 
ruffled feathers over there, making sure that he tries to keep up. And well, you know, like I can't believe the numbers these guys are putting down. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. Like, I think Andrew, I think had like a six point three or four kilometer ruck in an hour, and I was like, holy cow. That's just crazy. Like, what, so we did ours yesterday. Um, what did we have? We had 5.3 kilometers, I think, in an hour. Yeah. But I mean, the, I, I'm blaming. I think we could have done a little bit better had conditions been better. I mean, we're walking in the snow and it's freaking cold out, and I don't know. It's just I, I don't know how they're laying down such good time. But I mean, they do it more often. To be honest, we haven't really done it since Rasul, so we're at, we're rusty, we're out of shape. So, but that's why we wanted to do this, right? Is to get back into it. And I think we can be faster next time, and, you know, we'll just keep looking, going. That's looking, what it's all about. Gavin has lost an incredible amount of weight. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun... Yes, yes. And, well, they're doing multiple things for themselves, because I actually had the pleasure of uh, meeting Angela at one of the shoots there. And, oh, she's you a know, she's a really nice yeah, lady. She, oh, she really is. She is. She's a doll. And, you know, she's, I know they were trying out the keto and also, you know, her work situation changed. So there was a whole bunch of things that had evolved in her life. And even though uh, 2020, I think, really sucked, it ended up being a good um, focus on uh, her health in that situation. So it worked out really well for her. And I had the pleasure of chit-chatting with her and we talked, we talked girl stuff and it was a lot of fun. So um, I'm looking forward to maybe seeing her name up on the the wrecking if she's into that. And, you know, it, it, I'm pretty proud of myself. I know Josh thinks that we, you know, he's beating himself up. He could have done better. But really and truly, I know how he's feeling. We didn't know the route. We decided to go to the Allura Gorge. And we were just not going down into the gorge, but there were some trails that were around. And personally, I thought it would take us a lot longer and so as we were walking around, we didn't know our trail. So we're like, okay, we're just going to loop around the streets and take a look at the downtown. And, you know, I'm trying to take it all in while I'm trying to push myself, while it's minus 18 or 20 or something. <laughs> and I, I, I could feel my breath <laughs> um, being very heavy. And it was, it was a tough thing for me to push through. And quite the, quite the frozen beard. Yes, you did see pictures for details, but, you know, it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed doing it. Now, today I woke up definitely sore and my knee was killing me. Um, and that tells me that I really need to work on my body. And I but I will say as, as much I was really grumpy at Josh and Mike on creating this whole challenge. I, you I have grumpy? To say that nah. very, I was a little. I am not. <laughs> A morning person. I am not one to really jump into vigorous exercise, but I will say rucking's a great opportunity to kind of give that a good start. So, so speaking of Mike, where's his time? He doesn't have I his ha- time. I haven't seen him post any results. What's he doing? He said probably tomorrow. Did you not get that memo? Yeah, well, that's week two. Sunday is week two. Okay, we are making concessions for some of the listeners and, and, uh, um, we need to set the example. That's that's. You, know, you did we, set the example. I set the example. Stop beating on Mike because he's not here. Mike you know says he's hopeful but not confident that he'll be able to go out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Life happens. Things happen. So, 
we get it. Do what you got to do. And it was really exciting to see some of our Instagram uh, followers say that they're going to do this. So please, if you're listening and you decide to participate in the 12 week challenge, check out the Instagram, check out Facebook um, and post. Let us know. How are you doing? Uh, how far did you get? Hey, if anybody's uh, anybody's local, we can get together. Yes, help absolutely. To push, help, to put, help to push when you're when you're doing it together. So totally. Totally. So any other events that I missed at all? Or do we have any other listener emails? No, don't I don't think so. there's any events. Everything's locked down. I know. Aren't we all excited for everything? To, isn't it January 31st that things are back to the 50% capacities and all that? So fingers we'll crossed, right, guys? So We'll see. Hopefully uh, I'll get that telephone call to tell me to come back to work. So. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm I'm hoping for you. So is we, your we, is your range shut right down? I don't know. I've been back to work. <laughs> I'm assuming it would be. But uh, yeah. it it was so bad last time in the lockdown. We got rid of all the rentals and we stopped the rentals totally. So uh, yeah. I don't know until things improve a lot better. I don't know if the owner is comfortable putting his staff in risk doing the rentals again because it's up close and personal, right? Right. right. And I'm standing beside somebody and I'm putting a loaded gun in your hand and I'm ready to catch you in case you do stupid things. So I and he's worried <laughs> he's worried about my health and my wife's health, which I do appreciate. So Yeah. So hopefully yeah. things improve and I can go back to work. So but you know, right now, you know, where things aren't as good as they used to be, staffing levels are at a minimum, trying to keep costs down. So I, I perfectly understand why he's not calling me back. He doesn't need me. And he can't afford to have staff that he doesn't need, right? But understood. Yeah. So, yeah. so all we can hope for is the a light at the end of the tunnel and uh, move forward and look forward and plan. Like, I mean, I still yeah, get my membership. I still get my range membership for the rest of the year until I go back. So I'm still considered an employee. So which is cool. It's a good benefit at least. I still get my discount. So that's good. Yeah, that's perfect. And they're they're, that, they're really was... decent people. So hopefully things improve. Yeah. And I mean, like our indoor shut down, obviously. So we were able to go out use the outdoor. And I mean, did it suck being out there and trudging through the snow? Yeah. A little. But you know what? I was more excited <laughs> to go and shoot my guns and be out yeah, in the sun. Yeah, it wasn't really that bad. It could have been worse. It could wasn't windy. It was nice and sunny. Yeah. I've and done the same thing. Right I've, I've got, got a new gun and I'm shooting an outdoor range. It's 30 below and my hands were numb, my toes were numb. But I still got to shoot <laughs> that new gun. That's the whole point, right? Yes, yep. exactly. So that's yep. all you can you can do, and you got to think positive vibes. So let's get there. Anyways, uh, so once again, please send us any feedback, questions, or comments that you may have uh, to host at newshootercanada.ca on our Facebook, our Instagram, or the comment section on our website, newshootercanada.ca. So don't forget to like us and leave us a comment. So. I see closing comments here. Do the rock challenge. Yes. Any other closing comments? Uh, nope. Yeah. Okay. So shout outs. Thomas, I see you have a, a couple. A uh, first of all, to all of the PSWs and nurses that come to my house every day to help Terry. Uh, you all rock. I appreciate it very much. And a shout out to Gavin and Anja. We're actually for protesting in Ottawa with the truckers this weekend. So. Oh yeah, I saw them on uh, yeah. saw them on uh, Instagram there. Yeah. yeah, I'm cool. friends with both of them on yeah. Facebook, so I see all their postings, and I thought it was pretty cool that yes. they went out there. 
I think that that's awesome too. It's great. So, uh, Josh. Uh, just uh, shout out to Team Ragnarok. They're doing awesome, kicking our butts. Let's see if we can get some listeners and put some good numbers up there. Well, that sounds like a plan. I will definitely give another shout out to uh, Andrew, more specifically at uh, Canadian Patriot Podcast for keeping up the spirit of competition and uh, for encouraging us to do more, do better, and keep it going. Yeah, they, and I'll... they they started all this, so I mean that's not yes. Awesome. And you know what? They, they they took that claim on their last episode, and yep. they, like they, and they, they knew and it. They did. They inspired us to to do this, and it was. Uh, it was great for all of us. So, yes. and I'll, I'll also give a shout out to Josh. Thank you for my holster. We don't have it yet. I know, but it's expensive, and so that, so that means I get to get the uh, frosted donut pattern for my for my next new gun, right? You you want the Homer Simpson <laughs> with the frosted sprinkles? Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> That's what he wants. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, Thomas, why don't you take us on out? Keep your barrels pointed downrange and smoking. Choose your caliber wisely. Go ahead and shoot like a girl. Thanks Good, for night. Listening later. Good night. Good night. I really like Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or feedback you may have, or if you just want to call shenanigans. You can contact us at host at newshootercanada.ca or through our Facebook page.